All right, hey, Mike and Alicia, come on up here. We're going to uh, spend some love on these guys, share some time here. So they're going to give the message today, and so we're very excited about that. But as a little bit of a precursor, we want to share some love. We want to pray for them. Uh, these are two of our just absolutely most beloved people, and uh, we are just so grateful for them, thankful for them. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, then you need to be on the email list. <laughs> so these guys have been our youth pastors the last six years and youth leaders three years beyond that. And, and you need to read my emails, by the way. <laughs> okay. Amen. Encountered that this morning, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> we send out important information. Um, and so they are retiring from their post of the last six years as youth pastors. And so we want to honor and celebrate them today in a number of ways. So we are having the, the brunch in their honor. And Micah's mom uh, made the, the lumpia. And so we are excited to celebrate uh, the, the Filipino cuisine and, in Micah's honor. Um, but uh, we asked them to share the message as well. They have lived out the vision right there of Be Disciples, Make Disciples in just truly um, amazing ways that have been such a source of encouragement, hope, life uh, to Don and I and to all of you guys. I know, I mean, they, I don't know what they do, but everybody likes them. I mean, it's just, it's, they've got a little secret sauce. They've got a little magic sauce about them of Jesus that everybody loves them. And, and truly, that's a, a beautiful thing, but it's not by accident. I, and you're going to hear from them today some reflections on the journey of, of serving with the youth for nine years as youth pastors for six. Um, and you guys know them as leaders in a lot of ways, and especially if you're youth in the room or if they were your youth pastors at some point, um, you know them as leaders, but if you know these guys like we do, you know that first and foremost, they are followers of Jesus. They are disciples. They are God's kids. They, would, they recognize that that is their identity from which they live. They don't lead first and then try to figure out following Jesus later. They are beloved children of God, rooted in their identity in God, following Jesus with everything they have, and then out of that comes serving. Out of that comes the Holy Spirit leading them to different places to serve, to use the gifts and passions that they have been given by God to see his kingdom advance. And that's part of where, uh, to me, they're just incredible examples that we want to, we want to honor today as, as living out the vision of the church. They, when they took on the, the mantle of youth pastors six years ago, they had already been serving for several years. As I was you know, technically the youth pastor at that point, they were serving with me on the youth leader team for three years. And they already both had full-time jobs. He's a dean at the college. Alicia is a teacher in Lake Elsinore School District. She's won Teacher of the Year before. Mike hasn't won any awards, but he, he, he's a good guy. Um, they keep him there, so that's got to mean something. He was like the dean of 20,000 kids when COVID hit. I mean, seriously, because he's a dean of technology. And so all of a sudden, he is like the most valuable guy on the, on the staff on the campus when everything shut down and all instruction is, is uh, online and, and technology. So Micah became the dean of MSJC. So if you want to know his position, he's the dean of MSJC. He runs the whole show. <laughs> um, but seriously, they, they were already with those full-time jobs, already serving with the black sheep, and felt that 
that call from the Lord to invest in the youth. And it's been such a privilege to watch them do that. And I'll just, I mean, we could go on and on, but just to encapsulate, I mean, one story personally and then uh, just from, the, from, from some other kids. I have three sons. Our third son is about to come into youth group next week. So the timing of this is ironic. I mean, I guess they said two Crawford kids and we're out of here. Um, no, he's the easiest one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I can honestly say from a dad that my two sons, who you have been youth pastor for, KJ, who's 20 now, and Daniel, who's 16, who was really genuinely bummed he couldn't be here. He's with his basketball team for school at a, at a retreat this weekend. There's nothing more important to me as a dad than my kids walking with Jesus. And I can genuinely say both of my kids have said they are closer to Jesus because of you two. That is eternal gold. Eternal gold. There is nothing more valuable than that. Even last Wednesday, Daniel, who's 16, we were here celebrating as kind of a final night with these guys, and he said on the way home, just, this is spontaneous. I didn't even ask him to reflect. We just had a great conversation with you. Uh, we were just spontaneous, hanging around afterwards, and he just says, man, I just love Micah so much. He's one of the few people in life that I don't have to have a filter on with, and I can just be totally myself, and he gets me, he loves me, he accepts me. And, and to a 16-year-old, he's learning the heart of God through their example. Nothing better than that. And, and they've done so many different things. There's a slideshow. You're seeing it. Just the way that they've modeled the, the intimacy with Jesus as our primary pursuit, the building of healthy relationships in with one another, the out-serving in the community as just part of our DNA. They've done that so beautifully. One other just phrase that I remember hearing one time, I was with the youth just participating in an event, and I just heard one of the youth just offhand say to Micah, they, they called him dad. And just to me, that speaks right there volumes, that you have carried and embodied the father's heart. The father heart of God, the mother heart of God, the parental goodness of God. You have carried that in a way that has been transformative, both of you. Transformative to way, in a very natural way, some kids feel appropriate to, to call you such. And I know that that is because that is the, the father's heart flowing through you. Um. It would be impossible with words to express how dear and precious these two are to us. And the love and the sacrifice, I mean, <laughs> they didn't need another job. They, their plates were full. And out of love and, and, a, and a, a sacrifice of worship, they stepped into a place that they didn't even have time for, to tend God's sheep, to carry his heart, to be a father and a mother to these next generations, to raise up children, to show them that they are the children of God, 
to show them their place that, you know, that they're not just soldiers in the army of God, they're beloved children of God. And at the heartbeat of who they are is raising up children to know their identity, to process through all of the problems and pains in life to bring them closer to the heart of the Father, to release the kingdom of God, to release all the bondage, to bring freedom. This is their heart. This is who they are. This is what they do with children. This is what they do with adults. This is what they do in everything. This is what they do in their own lives, where they're honest and they're open about where they need Jesus and where they need him to break in. This is, this is who they are. And we are so grateful for them, but I also want to specify that this is not goodbye, <laughs> that, that they are, I mean, I'm, I have a confession to make. So the other week we did a fire tunnel and we're gonna be doing those regularly. We feel like God wants to, to be releasing rhythms, rotations of um, just opportunities for his glory to be falling in different ways. And I have to be honest that while we were praying in the fire tunnel, I was like really secretly happy that they're moving away from youth because they've been busy with the youth but they're gonna be more free to be with us ministering now, with us in person, meaning not like they weren't with us when they are, are with the youth, but you know, they're with the youth and we're not with the youth. And selfishly, I just, we were praying with them and I'm just, I'm so blessed by these guys. Having them as teammates, it's just, I, I just get saturated in God's presence being around them with their hearts. They're the most supportive, amazing, loving people. They've been by our side through thick and through thin, through everything. And so I just feel like I want to release that this is not a season of sadness. This is actually, today is not a day of sadness. Today is a day of celebration of celebration, it, it's actually, it, there is a release of a new season. There is a release, there is actually, I see a picture of a net. There is a net that Jesus has, a fishing net, and he's releasing a whole bunch of new fish. I feel like there's gonna be a bunch of new fish that are coming to this place of worship to be family, to be knit, to be knit together, to be built up, and to be empowered to be the body. So this is a new season. There is a new season that God is releasing. And I guarantee you that they are an incredibly important part of that. They are, a found, they are some of the most core foundational parts of this family. We would not be the same without them. We could not be the same without them. God has brought them here for a reason. And this is just a different season where he is moving. We can expect amazing and great things. So I just, I want to share that, that this isn't a time of, this is a time of celebrating a job well done, the purpose, the power, the faithfulness, the mother, the mother heart of God, the father heart of God, the stewardship. I mean, just these guys carry the heart of God. The heart of God literally just pours through them into their hearts and then out and then creates this just beautiful, I feel like it creates this beautiful golden pathway so that others can come up, on, up upon it and, and have an encounter and touch the heart of God. This is who they are. So we greatly rejoice that, I'm not greatly rejoicing that you're done. I'm just so excited you get to be with me more. <laughs> but we're so grateful for them. We, a job well done is, quite frankly, the understatement of the year. Oh, I don't know. 
Okay. Dear Lord, they're really just, there are no adequate words to express just the wonderfulness of these two and how grateful we are. Just what a gift. You have lavished this house of praise with a gift of these two. They are treasures beyond measure. They are gifts that keep giving. We are so blessed to have them. And we ask also, God, that you would, um, yeah, they carry your heart so strongly that you would, um, that you would just comfort their hearts because I know how hard it is for them to being the fathers and the mother, the father and mother that they are. I know how hard it is for them to step away. I know how greatly their hearts love. They love without bounds how greatly their hearts are attached and they just, their, their, heart, their hearts just pour out love. So God, I just ask that you would assure them that you are gonna be carrying the children, that there is a new season with new leadership that you have provided and that they would just, um, that there would be a transition where their hearts would be able to rejoice and um, not feel a heaviness or a loss, but that they would be able to rejoice that you are doing a good work, that you began a good work through them, and that you are completing it with the new leadership that is in place, and that they're being obedient to you. They're following you when you say it's a new season. You are their God. They look into your eyes, and they follow you, just like the sheep the sheep know your voice. They know your voice, and we know your voice. And so, God, we just want to, I just want to bless them into a new season. I just see this picture of a beautiful ship with sails representative of them, and God, and Jesus is blowing with the wind, with his breath. He's blowing his breath, and I feel a fresh revival, a fresh renewal, and we just want to bless them with a season of refreshment and respite for a job well done. It's like they're taking like this, this seventh year. I, I, or just there's that, there's that scripture about, what's it called, Jubilee? Yes, that was it. The seventh year, it's like, it's this, this Jubilee, this harvest, this celebration, this much deserved rest. And so I just, I feel like God wants to just release that over them that it's a season of praise, it's a season of abiding, and, and I feel like you're gonna be experiencing amazing fruit that you didn't even know he was building in you, in all of your, just the worship, the sacrifice that is worship, as you guys have, have been here when it's hard, when you're running straight from your jobs, it's here, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what you've been able to do. It's, it's quite frankly, almost just like, it's like superhuman, like God's just been empowering you all this time, and we know that's the case. Um, but just a, a season where you're gonna be seeing this amazing fruit. It's gonna be, and I feel like you're gonna see that fruit almost like where it's not just apples and oranges, you know, the figurative and symbolically, but it stands up and it walks, and you're like, wow, God, I didn't, I, did, I wasn't even aware that you were depositing such rich things in, inside of me as, as you were serving, that he was depositing such rich treasure troves of the kingdom, that he was shaping your character 
into gold so much like his that you carry the heart of God. You literally carry, and this is the second time I've seen this, so I'm now going to say it out loud. You carry the heart of God. You carry the heart of the Father so much so. He has built it so much so and made it like where your heart has turned to just, it's been refined so much as you pursued him in every moment. It's turned to gold. And then there's this, I just see this picture of this, almost like a yellow, like a golden road. It's kind of like the yellow brick road, but it's this gold, it's golden. It's, it's streets of gold. It's paved with gold. And it comes out from your heart. And it's this, it's this pathway that people can step on and encounter the heart of God. So I just, I actually just want to bless you with, um, I, I really feel like the, um, a greater and the greater the stepping up into this greater anointing that God has been building in and through you. I believe that you two are a power couple and a place with this with this image of the Father's heart and this golden just the roads of heaven pouring out from your golden hearts that He's He's turned into His just this it's this place of praise. But I, I feel like you are a place of encounter that there's actually an anointing on the two of you to be a place of encounter of the living God. And we have already seen it. We've seen it every day, but I feel like there's just even more that he's pouring out, that there's a richness of his reward where you are going to feel so saturated in his presence. <laughs> you will be so keenly aware of his presence pouring through you that the very that the streets that the road before you that 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 the carpet in front of you is paved with the gold of heaven and becomes a place of encounter of the living god yeah i think we all 100% agree with that so let's declare together in jesus name yeah. amen yeah show these guys some love please Speaking of showing them a little love, if you have not signed yet the card for them, there's a couple cards on that little desk, like straight that way. So do that before you leave today so we make sure we can give that to them uh, before they leave after the brunch. And so if they've been your youth pastors or your parents or your, the parents or grandparents of kids and youth, and we encourage you just to write a very personal note of your reflections, your gratitude, your thanks for the investment they've made in your life, for the life of your kids, grandkids, etc. Right down that hall, you'll see him on the desk. Without further ado, yeah. Okay. I'm starting right. this time. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Let me just get some water. Um, okay. Um, On Wednesday, on my uh, way home from youth, 
was just um, reflecting and talking to God and just asking him what he wanted me to share um, today. And um, I felt the words that he shared were walking in your presence by faith. And um, as I dug in like to scripture, specifically focusing on purpose, um, I felt that he brought me to Ephesians 2.10. And I feel like this is a reflection for me as I dove in, but also an encouragement for each of you this morning. Um, so Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I know that most of us, many of us have heard this um, scripture before, but I feel like he highlighted like three main things. And so I'm going to just kind of break those down. Um, the first one's for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And I know that the Lord had created me specifically in this season for us to serve together in youth, um, that we were his workmanship, that it was a season for us to dive in and say yes. Um, and I want to just encourage you that each and every one of you were created in Christ for purpose. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are, the things that you've done, the, the, the qualifications that you may think you don't have or the unworthiness that each and every one of you were created just like we were to to do mighty things for purpose. Um, and so for you, just the encouragement of that, if you, if you don't know, now you know, because we're telling you. <laughs> um, the second part of that, of uh, which God prepared beforehand, and I think that is just such a beautiful thing as I like reflected on, is like he knew before we did, he knew when he created us, he knew before he even created us that there was purpose in us coming together, that we knew there, that he knew there was going to be a season where we were going to be presented with that opportunity to step in and serve for the youth. And it's just so beautiful to think about as I just kind of reflect on myself and with us, but each of you as well of like, how beautiful is it just to, to think about and ponder of like before you were even created, he knew that each of you are going to be called into purpose. And maybe you guys know what that purpose is or maybe you don't, but it's just so beautiful just to like soak in and know that he's created you for something big. So big. And then there's the, the part that I thought stood out the most was where it says, um, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And that word should was like this uh, bright light that stood out to me. Because we should doesn't mean we do. And it's like, <laughs> it's so powerful because like even in the midst of I remember when Casey came to us as like hey you guys want to join youth I was like uh-uh and it seems like that's my phrase all the time when God tells me to like step out in faith of like uh-uh you crazy Micah can do it he's he'd be awesome but it's like so much of that <laughs> there we go <laughs> and humble as we know Preach. 
But it's so true because, like, I know, like, me discerning of, like, whether or not it was, like, a place for me to go into, and I, and I just think all of the leaders at the time and our, our relationships where I was able to go to and ask for prayer of, like, is this for me? And everybody confirming without even knowing really what I was asking prayer for and just stepping in that. And that part, that should part is, like, we all should. We all should say yes, but do we don't all do. And, God, I'm so thankful that I did. So thankful. <laughs> For every, you know, youth that we've 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 talked to or had relationships with or cried or or laughed, and every parent that we've come alongside with, for every friend and encourager and and pastor and leadership, everybody who's like come alongside of us, like we couldn't have done it without you. And we're so grateful, and I could not even think of my life not saying yes, like what I would have missed out on. And my encouragement to you just through this is like, you should, and yes, say yes. yes, yes. Don't be afraid. God is faithful. He's so faithful. And despite if you, you, you know, whatever the jobs that you have or, or the things that you're going through, Imagine if all of us just said yes to the purpose that God has placed us here on earth for. What a radical world that would be, radical difference that this world would be. And as we, as we just talked about that, like, how do we say, how do we do it? This walking by faith. And I was like looking it up, like, just like, what does it say specifically? Like faith in Christ. Like, what is that? Trusting God in every circumstance, even when we don't understand and we don't know what the path ahead looks like. That's what we're called to do. We can't do it on our own strength. We have to walk by faith. And this season that we're jumping into, this season of abiding, that part of it has so much purpose too. This whole idea of we're created to do good works. We're created for purpose. This abiding time, we know it's purposeful. It's needed. It's so purposeful. We need to come back and just spend that time with God, to spend that time together, because we know that God has amazing things ahead, that he's not finished with us yet. And so I just want to encourage each and every one of you, whether or not it's, you know, that God's asking you to step out into um, ministry or walking into a new job or a time of abiding, whatever that is, just say yes. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Lumpia time. Let's go. Um, just real quick then. Um, start with a quick story. Um, Alicia was sharing with me yesterday about our, my father-in-law, her, her father, Harold, who's here today. And it's great to see him. Um, she was telling me he's been having some trouble with his knee. And the doctor told him, you know, he's got to take it easy and stuff like that. And he's like, so I'm going to have to slow down on the gardening. And he's a, an amazing green thumb, amazing green thumb, this guy, you know, just all over the place. Spent 
what, 40 plus years in nursery and, 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 and planting and, and doing all that. And, and he's like, I'm going to, you know, I got to take a break. You know, I got to be careful with, you know, myself, my knees hurt and this and that. And, and Alicia said, well, I guess then you should probably, we have season tickets to the Padres. You probably don't want to go up and down those stairs either because of that. And he's all, no, the doctor said that was okay. You know, it's, a, it's all right. But it, it got me thinking because uh, I started thinking about the garden at our house um, and what my father-in-law and mother-in-law, Harold and Connie, had the effort that they've put into this thing. Um, and we've been there, we've been there since 2017. And, um, you know, when at that time it was really drought tolerant, everything they needed to do had to be drought tolerant, all that kind of stuff. So they were trying to work around that because a lot of drought tolerant stuff, there, there's some stuff that has color, but a lot of it isn't, you know, it's like, you're in the desert, baby, you know? And so... <laughs> He was, uh, I, he would work and he'd put some stuff in and, and, and Connie would say, we, let's get these things. And, and they put things in and, and, and sometimes they would grow well, sometimes they wouldn't. And it was a struggle. Um, and then they'd have other challenges. Weeds would pop up, other types of, you know, things would grow in their places. The, the pesky, uh, uh, groundhog still seems to wreak havoc on our front yard. So my father-in-law will, 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 you know, plant something and, you know, water it and look to see if it grows. And then the next day he'll come out and it's completely plucked it's gone and he's like one day i will get you groundhog yeah and it's like or gopher gopher i mean ground ground gopher you know and uh it's funny because it's it's a great little like analogy of like just life in general right we're all gardeners if you really think about it we're all and and and, and you know in the word it's used a lot but we're all Sowing and reaping something, you know? We're all sowing and reaping something. And, and uh, you know, what, what I want to share real quickly is from Galatians. And if you could bring that one up for us, Tammy. It says uh, in Galatians 6, uh, 6 through 10, it says, Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. And then it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then we, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are in the household of the faith. And going back to the idea of that we all are sowing and reaping something. Like my father-in-law who's working a garden and he's putting in effort, he's sowing something hopefully for a, something to reap that is of something of beauty. And man, he, it's not been easy. He's been watering, he's been doing those things, but those darn gophers and the darn weather, I've seen him out there when it gets real cold, wrapping, you know, plants and trees with like green, I don't even know anything about it, but it's like, he just wraps it up. He's like, well, if it hits the cold, it's going to freeze and die, you know? And I'm like thinking to myself, man, that's a lot of work you're putting in there. Why do you continue to put work in that? There's a reason. Because he could have got upset and he could have just sown a different way. He could have said, you know what, I'm going to... Uh, I'm just going to sow a bunch of weeds. Who cares? Let the weeds grow. It's just a lot of effort. But he kept working towards it. And recently we, we had the on, uh, honor and opportunity to have our, our Zambia team that we're leading this summer. Um, 
we had them uh, come out to our home and we had one of our meetings there. And it was interesting because I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but when I walked outside, I noticed right as we walked outside because we held it in our patio, there was these colorful flowers just grown. And it's like, sometimes if you're not paying attention, you don't even see it. And then I'm like, whoa, wow, that was nice. That kind of perfect timing. Thanks, guys, you know. And it, was, and it wasn't that they planted already grown things. They started from the beginning when they were just little seedlings, when they were just barely growing, and they put in the work and they put in the effort to sow. And then they saw what they were able to reap. And we got to benefit from that too. Every one of us that was in that house, oh, I heard it. Oh, look at those flowers. Those are beautiful. Or the trees that we've been waiting for years, years to work. We're like, man, we're watering this thing. It's just not growing. You know? And we start to see if we make changes or we start planting or putting different kind of sowing into, we see those things change. And when I, when I think of this verse, I think of, man, there was a time in my life where I was sowing all right. And I was reaping too. And it wasn't good. You know, 10, 11 years ago, before we came to Elevation, we were Christian believers, but we were in a position of life where, man, the things that I was sowing, you don't want to know what I was reaping. And it was hurting in many ways. And uh, thank God that he showed me a different way, you know? Um, But each one of us out here, as my wife was saying, we have a purpose. And the question is, what are we going to do with our hands? Are we going to sow into the spirit or are we going to sow into the flesh? Because I'll tell you right now that if you're sowing into the flesh, what grows? More flesh. (laughs) If you sow into the spirit, what grows? More spirit. The best choice that my wife and uh, and I ever made was to sow into the spirit. Because from it, we've seen abundance in our life. Just amazing abundance in our life. And so we don't, even though times get weary, we continue because we know that by sowing into it, we will see God's produce, his fruit from it. And we get to benefit from that abundance often. And I'll give you an example in this life with, with, our, with our youth. I think in the beginning, 10, 11 years ago, even a little bit before that, I would tell you, I would have been happy if I could just get a decent job that can afford a place to live and maybe have a couple kids, pop out a couple of them and make sure that they don't, you know, burn the entire world down. I'd be okay. Then I start realizing, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I'd love to have a son. I'd love to have a son that I could, uh, you know, I got to pass down these wonderful genes, you know, <laughs> somehow, you know, it, it, I just felt it, you know, like that's where I'm going. And there was times where we thought that was happening, you know, and it didn't. And then you get a little discouraged and you think like, oh, man, well, maybe that's not my call in life or, or maybe it's just not for me or maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe even, you know, the whispers come in. Maybe God doesn't think I'm going to be a good dad, you know? And I know it's not from God now, but back then you start feeling that. You start, man, that sucks. But what's interesting is, as you pointed out, when we stepped into youth, we were like, oh, man, okay. You know, we, we knew it was a call. We knew that we were calling to that. And, and we knew that we were going to share with these kids. But we didn't know what would eventually be, as we sown into them, what could come from it. We just had faith. We, we, we hoped something would happen. And not every day was great. But, but it was perfect. 
It wasn't great, but it was perfect. And uh, that's, it's crazy because I, I look at it now and I'm like, man, we've been sowing for years, nine years, sowing into kids. And now as we look back, because we, we see that the season's come to an end, the thing that concerned me the most was I got a call. I got a call from somebody and they were like, hey man, they must've heard, we didn't really announce it, but they heard through some grapevine, you know how it goes. And they were like, hey, is everything okay? I go, what? And they were like, is everything okay? And I go, yeah, why? And they're like, well, because you're no longer doing youth. Something must have happened bad for you to leave your post kind of thing, right? That was kind of like the, the, the response. And I was like, man, is that, is that what you think? You know, and he said to me, um, he was basically like, yeah, man, because I know you love these kids. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we totally do. We totally love these kids. And of course, it's, it's hard when you want to separate and, 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 or when you have to separate because you know that God's calling you to something else. And, and in the moment, you feel uncomfortable. We shared with the kids. I want you guys all to do this right now. We shared with the kids a couple Wednesdays ago. Uh, we told them to cross their arms. So go ahead and cross your arms like you normally would cross your arms. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not moving on until I see every one of you guys cross your arms. I'm going to count. No, I'm kidding. Um, you're crossing your arms. Okay, just do me a favor. Try to switch it up and, and do it with the other arm cross the other way. Okay? Some of you do it pretty well. Some of you are like, what the, what the heck? What the heck's wrong with my arms? I can't seem to do it. It's like weird. It feels weird. It doesn't feel right. That's how we felt with the youth. Like, like as we were thinking about it, we were like, man, it doesn't feel right to not be with them. But we also know that God has a plan for us. A season of rest and then... There's more, to, there's more to come. And so we want our youth to know that this season is not something where we're like, hey, we are leaving or abandoning you. That's not it. If anything, you are not our youth. You are our friends. You are still with us. We may not be there on Wednesdays, but you are with us. You know? If you need us, you can call us anytime. Our friendship, it remains. And what comes to mind as the season was coming to an end and you start thinking about, well, what did we reap? What did God reap in this? And I think about the countless promotions, the eighth graders turning to ninth grade, going to high school and the you know, things that we got to see, the graduations that we got to attend, attended uh, one this, uh, this time around. Uh, there was others that we couldn't attend, but uh, we were able to love on them and, and um, uh, just enjoy the same uh, joy that their families got to enjoy. All the years we've done, I mean, I don't know how many graduations, you know? And uh, we've seen salvations in those kids. There's been people who have come to know the Lord as a result of the time that we've been able to involve ourselves with them. And that's all God. But we've seen it. We've been able to be a part of it. And even if we didn't get to see it, if they were to give their lives later on, then praise Jesus and we're excited for that. But we got to, we got to see a few. Baptisms, countless baptisms we've been able to see here with the youth. We've seen chains broken, things where people are like struggling in some kind of thing and they've broken free from it. Reconciliations, we've seen people that were in situations where it just wasn't good, forgiveness, reconciliation, and we've seen the youth come together in that. Missions, we have multiple kids going on our Africa mission this year, three of them I think. We've had, yes, three, are they all youth? Yeah, uh, three of them. Yeah, 
Well, we won't count Caitlin. She's now an adult. But that's a, that's a, that's a great story. You know, Caitlin was 14 when she went with us years ago. And she called, she believed in her heart of hearts that she was called out there and, and through all the gophers and other weeds that were trying to slow her down from that, she still was able to go. And she believed that when she was out there, she was going to be a nurse for the rest of her life. That's when she's 14. She's now 21, 22, 22 years old, 23 years old. Her, her, her boyfriend wants to keep her young. Uh, um, 23 years old, she just took her NCLEX to be a nurse. Give her, give her a round. She just graduated with her BSN, and she's going back to Africa this summer to work in the clinic that wasn't even there seven years ago. Sewing in for just that experience alone could have been the only thing that I would love to hold and say, hey, that's awesome. Thank you, God, for letting me be a part of that. But there's more than that. We got a, and I'm, we're taking credit, we got a youth union, a marriage, Tristan and Trinity from youth camp. They are getting married next Thursday. Or this Thursday. Stand up. Yeah, I want you to stand up. These two, they meet, they met in youth. They met in youth, carried on their relationship the traditional way through Instagram, and then they are now getting married next week. Or this week. This week. And you know what? You guys are awesome kids, man. <laughs> it's been an honor to be able to Come alongside you guys. Wow. And there you are. <laughs> We're calling it the Elevation Youth Marriage. <laughs> of course, you guys have moved on since then, but man, for real. What we sow in the spirit has so much more. And then Casey shared one where there's youth that have referred to me as father. Man, if you think about it back then, when I just wanted to be a father, and now he's shown me I'm a, I get to go to more graduations than most parents, more promotions than most parents, more birthdays than most parents. He's shown me an abundance that I couldn't even fathom or imagine back then. So all I want to say to close is um, thank you. At the beginning of that verse, it says, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. A lot of times when people think like you're leaving uh, a, a post or something like that in leadership, that there's some kind of rift or division in the leadership. And I don't, I want to, I want to share with you that the, the, the reports of that are greatly exaggerated. If you've, if you've heard anything like that, that's greatly exaggerated. We are excited to continue to come alongside Pastor Casey and Don. We are excited for what the next season is to come. As Don shared, you know, we got to be a part of a fire tunnel right next to each other, and we were seeing the spirit just rocking and rolling. And I was excited about it again. I was like, man, it's been a while that I've been able to be a part of that with this group, because not that we weren't doing great things with the youth, but to be able to see that was, was great. So to that point, you know, when, when Paul's speaking about this in the scriptures, he's really talking about mostly like, hey, can you share some of your financial resources, you know, and if you're going to help. But the real truth is there's so much more that when we share it back with the leadership, as it's pointing out right there, you know, you share in all the good things. The good things that we're sharing is you taught us well. Thank you. 
that we could continue to do that. You taught us well. And we're excited for what's next. That's the real truth. And then just real quick, a thank you to uh, the youth leaders that took that step to sow in the spirit with us over the years. Ryan Kingsman, Ryan Sanchez, Nancy McCarroll, Pat Rowe, uh, Sarah Martinez, Yuli Segovia, Heidi Justice, Chris Breeding. Chris Breeding during our youth pastoring, he wasn't a part of the youth team, but he was like this underground railroad evangelist that would take kids and pick them up and bring them to youth. We thank him so much for his effort because there's kids that still go to that youth group today, and that was done four or five years ago. Thank you for that. Um, Youth group 2.0, Casey. This is when we first started when we were leaders. Casey, the Lair Bear, thanks for being here, Larry. Uh, Chris and Nikki Breeding, Tommy Uli Segovia, Sophia Cerro, Chris Phipps, Peter, Brianna. There was a little season where we were away that we saw Marisol Rowe, uh, Chris Bergman. I think Tina Brown was a part of that crew. We're so, we are sad that we didn't get to be a part of that crew for that short season that we missed. But, but thank, thank you for all of your guys' efforts in, in sowing in the spirit to those young ones. And then lastly, uh, to the parents, you know, um, we, 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 we had parents that weren't involved and it was a real rough one, but for the parents that were involved, you could see the difference in what was sown. So thank you that you guys took the special heritage that the Lord gave you and only you and decided that you were going to continue to raise them up the way they should go. Because there's going to be a generation that's going to come where it's going to be troublesome and it's going to feel like it's a rough space. But you will have young ones that will become the old ones eventually. (laughs) But they will be leaders to transform the world because of your parental partnership with your youth leaders. And so if you have youth in here that aren't going to youth, I guarantee you that this next season is one you don't want to miss. Get in there and be a parent that is partnering with the youth leadership. Partner with them. Know what's going on in their youth leadership. Know what's going on at home. Have a reciprocal relationship with that because when we've seen that with the parents in, in youth, the, 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 the youth are just on a different level. It's the truth. But thank you for the opportunity for this last uh, six years. And we want to just uh, close in prayer. So I'm going to give it to, back to my wife because she is a prayer warrior. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just, uh, we thank you, Lord, for this amazing season, this amazing adventure. And as um, Dawn was saying, like, this is just a day of celebration. And we just celebrate you as our Abba Father the one who just continues to love us and shower us with grace. And we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Father God, just to to serve. And I thank you, Lord, for each and every person that is here. And I just pray, Lord, right now that you just invade their heart, that you just light a fire down in their soul, just like that song, Lord Jesus, and remind them, Father God, that they have purpose that you have created them for amazing things. And we rebuke the enemy and his lies, saying anything different. So, Father God, we just come together today and celebrate each other. We celebrate you. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing 
And we're excited, Lord, to see the adventure that is to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to celebrate. I will sing a new song.